Hey friends, welcome back to a brand new episode of Simmer Down with Viv. Today is my 24th day of being home. How are we all doing? Are we good? Well, we're officially in April, and April is actually National Stress Awareness Month. Fitting, right? Because I'm sure we are all experiencing stress. Some sort, some kind, some way. So that's why this week, that's the topic we're going to dedicate ourselves to. So stress comes in many, many forms. It can be personal stress, work-related, or sometimes things that are just happening in this world. But stress really comes from when you have no control over something. The lack of control makes the stress go higher. And why is stress such an important factor in our lives? Because it can cause a lot of harm. Sometimes you are able to see it by physical signs like breaking out in terms of your skin, bloated, like not being a poop, or it can cause more serious health issues like heart conditions. So be sure to always take care of that stress and handle it the right way. So because it's April, I feel like this month is usually pretty stressful for me. There are a couple of months that are always stressful. April's one of them, December, November, around the holidays. And then when we transition into any kind of like a big birthday month for a family member for me, that's usually a hard one too. But April is one of those months that are hard for me because it has Easter in it and it's also about spring. Don't get me wrong. Spring is fun. The weather is nicer. I'm able to go outside more. But I also feel pressure that I have to a look a certain way or dress a certain way because summer's right around the corner. Is my body ready enough for bathing suit season? Is this the crunch time for working out? Also, how do we transition of being home in the winter and fall season? We've been home for quite a few months now, especially now. And how do you transition about going outside and balancing all of those things? Seeing everyone that you want while still having some alone time for yourself. And then there's Easter. Easter is really important to me and it starts 40 days before Easter even comes. It's Lent. And during the season, I do think a lot more about God, my relationship with God, sins that I have committed, things that I can work and become a better person, doing more God's work with my hands. And of course, there's Holy Week. Holy Week is usually the week right before Easter and there are tons of activities that my church hosts. We have Maudie Thursday, Good Friday. We clean up the church on Saturday and we decorate it. And then of course, Sunday is the big joyous moment. Unfortunately, this year, I won't be able to do any of that with church. Well, at least physically. My pastor has been so great about hosting virtual church on Facebook as well as Sunday school. And of course, Easter is going to be no different and Holy Week. It is sad because I do miss my church family. They mean something different than my other groups of family, whether it's work family or my friends family or even my family family. And that's because we're able to share God's purpose. But I truly believe that if you have good intentions and you're thinking about God no matter where you are, it doesn't really matter and it doesn't mean that you physically have to be somewhere to celebrate him. So let's go back to the topic of stress. So like I said before, stress can really come from anywhere. But how do you manage it and how do you control it? That's the really important part. We all deal with stress and it does take a physical and mental toll. So let's start with the mental first. Because with the mental, I feel like that's more than half the battle. With stress, it really is a mind game. You have to be able to control it and tell yourself, hey, I'm going to switch the narrative in my head. And that's what I do. 
Each and every morning, I give myself anywhere from five minutes to 10 minutes, depending on what day of the week and what project I have to go in for. Sometimes it's super early, so we're on more on the five minute end. But with the five minutes that I do have once I wake up, and let me tell you, although I am a morning person, not every morning is a good morning. Sometimes when I don't get enough sleep or sometimes when I don't sleep at all, I am so tired and I'm dreading to get out of bed. But instead of taking that with me and getting out of bed, I switch the narrative almost immediately. I talk about gratitude. I talk about what I am grateful for. The first five things that I always talk about is I'm grateful to be awake. I'm grateful to have a healthy body. I'm grateful to have a place of work that I truly enjoy. I'm grateful to have friends. I'm grateful to have family. And I'm grateful for both my dogs. I am a true believer that if you start expressing gratitude in what you do have, then your mindset gets completely changed and you are feeling a sense of relief and thankfulness. And with that, you're able to start your day on just a happier note. So my second tip is about connecting with your body or your mind. If you're into physical movement, exercise is fantastic. And if you are more of the chill mode and you want to connect with your mind and your inner being, then of course, meditation. I unfortunately have not been able to meditate at all. I feel like every time I close my eyes, I either fall asleep or my mind is just running down a major to-do list. So it's never worked for me. I still try to do like little five minutes things of imagine you're in a serene place, things like that. And it, sometimes it helps, but very, very rarely. I'm definitely more of the exercise person. I know you guys heard me mention before, I am not a daily exercise person. I would say the last time I exercised, like truly everyday exercise, was maybe a month before my wedding. Yeah, and that was about almost two years ago. However, sometimes when I do get extremely stressed or frustrated about something that I cannot control, I like to do intense workouts. So I would go to a boxing ring or a boxing gym or anything with a punch bag and I would start punching it. And to me, that releases all of that negativity and I'm able to relax my body. I don't feel like I'm running around in my head. I'm able to focus on that one task, get that form and just go to town on that bag. Another exercise is I love to ride the bike. Sometimes it's a stationary bike, but I feel like pedaling, imagining I'm like along a beach and it really helps calm my mind. I know a lot of people jog. I've never been into jogging because I feel like I need somewhere to run to or there's a goal. If there's an ice cream truck in front of me, you best believe I'm going to run. But a lot of times there isn't. So if running works for you, go for it. Just try to find some kind of activity that helps you break up that tension or stress or any kind of negativity in your mind and body. Number three is all about diet. I don't mean depriving yourself of what you want, but it doesn't mean to eat a lot of junk. I would say always go for a good, healthy, balanced meal, especially during times like this when we're cooped up at home. It's very tempting to go into that freezer and eat a pint of ice cream or eat a whole bag of potato chips. Trust me, I'm going towards the chips because I gave up sweets for Lent. But if I had a choice, all the ice cream in my freezer would be gone by now. And yes, it feels good in that moment. Afterwards, you're going to feel sluggish and bloated. But if you eat a salad or a well-balanced meal with vegetables, carbs, and protein, your body is able to transform all that food into energy and again, giving you the energy to continue to do whatever it is that you want or need. That can be working out or it can just be sitting down for another Zoom meeting. You won't be thinking about food and you'll feel pretty good and you're able to focus on whatever your colleagues or friends or family has to say. Number four, let's find a hobby. 
Yeah, a hobby is kind of hard to find, especially if you have a jam-packed schedule. You're like, I barely have time to go to sleep or I barely have time to cook. What hobby? Well, there must be something that you truly enjoy and you can carve out some time. It is important to always feed your mind in a positive way. I do recommend that this hobby be an alone activity. I feel like when you depend on someone else, sometimes if they're not able to meet it, you do get depressed or let down. So if you have a hobby that you have full control over, that's something that's going to help your stress. For example, mine is cooking. I love going to the kitchen. I love whipping up something, whatever I have on hand. And during that time, I'm able to focus on the flavors or things that I want to do with new techniques, new ingredients, anything like that. And for that short period of time, it is my alone time. Another activity I love to do is making my own kombucha. Yes, brewing my own kombucha is absolutely time consuming, but it's that waiting, the checking up on it every day or waiting for things to cool, adding different flavor profiles. It's an experiment and it's not just a hobby, but you get to ingest it into your body. So you feel like you made something good for both your mind and your body and maybe even your soul. Number five, I would say try your best to stay away from any kind of substance. And that can mean alcohol or even drugs or cigarettes or anything like that. Why? And don't get me wrong for all our wine drinkers and beer drinkers or cocktail drinkers. Definitely have a glass. But that's the thing. You can have a glass or two and moderate yourself. I feel like if you become very dependent on it, and again, during this time, it is very tricky not to, you probably feel like that's the only place that can get your mind out of your apartment or your house or around your kids or your spouse or even being by yourself. Being lonely sucks. But if you drink too much, you're going to feel sluggish and the next day you're going to wake up with a hangover. With things like that, uppers and downers, alcohol is actually a downer and coffee or drugs can be an upper. So when you're doing things like a yo-yo, you're going to feel those emotions come back a lot stronger than what they were. All you're doing is numbing. So instead of doing that, I would recommend, yes, pour yourself a glass of wine. Maybe sue my friend, have a conversation over that glass of wine as if you would have met them at a bar. Or maybe you guys can set up puzzle time together while enjoying that glass of wine. Making sure that you have someone to enjoy that with or even if you're sitting outside on your backyard or your deck or your rooftop for a little bit while you sip on this beverage, totally fine. Just don't overdo it, please. And then the last one, which I feel like is super important, especially for my friends that are living alone, it's to talk to someone. Reach out. Friends, family, even colleagues. I know my company is really good about this. They've actually have a hotline for people who live by themselves during this time because they want to quarantine themselves from their elderly parents or they just are single. But during this time, you can reach out and speak to people. Otherwise, it can feel very isolating. And if you don't have any resources or you just don't want to be that open to those people and let them know that you have a problem, which we all do, you can always call professional help, therapists, psychiatrists, if you don't want to speak to a human at all, there are tons of great apps on the internet. One that I really like to use is Headspace. Believe it or not, that's how I'm learning how to meditate as best as I can. You can just text as if you're doing on a chat room, tell them your problems, and they might give you different solutions. But to know that you're never alone is really, really important. And that really helps fight stress. If we don't take care of our stress, it can turn into something else. Depression, sadness, or it can work hand in hand. So it's important to always stay on top of it and reach out. Even when those little moments of joy can last for a minute or so, that's a minute more than you had before. So savor them. 
This one's just a bonus tip. I know everyone's supposed to stay at home, but if it's a nice day out because the weather's getting nicer and it's not always raining, feel free to go out for a walk. Just keep at least 10 feet away from people. I know when Jay and I are done with our Zoom calls and we just want some fresh air, we take Coco around the block and it's really nice. She's excited to be going out for a walk. We're excited to finally get some sunlight and fresh air, especially on the weekends. You can do it at different times or you can even go to a park. Just because playgrounds are closed doesn't mean the open park isn't. Go out there, feel the grass, feel like human again, and actually enjoy spring. So those are my tips to how to manage stress. I hope it helped. If you guys have any questions, please feel free to DM me or email me. And for the recipe of the week, I wanted to bring one that brings me much comfort no matter which season, when it is. So there's two because the first one I've made already, it's called Manhattan Clam Chowder, but it's straight from the pantry. It's all pantry goods, so give that a try. But during that live, a lot of you have expressed how much you love New England clam chowder. So guess what? I'm going to make a pantry New England clam chowder. I'm actually going to be going live today. Um, I'm not quite sure what time yet because I have to make sure Jay's done with his Zoom, but feel free to check out my Insta stories. I will be posting up a time and we can make a delicious New England clam chowder together straight from our home, from our pantries. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay happy. I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Simmer Down with Viv is produced by me, Vivian Chan, and Tracy Gushkin from With You Media. For more information, visit Simmer Down with Viv on Instagram, With You Media on Instagram, or SimmerDownWithViv.com and WithYouMedia.com. Material has everything for your kitchen, from cutting boards to tools and my favorite, knives. Say hello to the trio, the 8-inch chef's knife, a 6-inch serrated knife, and a 4-inch almost knife. Three knives that you're going to need, no matter where you are or what you do. Check out materialkitchen.com or material on Instagram. Use promo code SimmerDownWithViv for 10% off your next purchase. Stay sharp, guys and gals.